a Tuesday edition of Orange Nation as we uh, bring in our usual Tuesday guest brought to you by Ferron and Son Funeral Home. Danny Shays joining us now uh, on QSportsTalk.com. If you happen to be watching us there, you see uh, his handsome face uh, live and in person. Danny, how are you today? Great to see you. I'm doing great. Look, guys, you you know, as always, Tuesday is your best show of the week. So uh, I'm, I'm very excited <laughs> to be a part of it. The ratings skyrocket right around 1230. Is there any truth to the rumor, though, exactly. that you got so tired of uh, talking to me and Paulie on Tuesdays that you just you demanded to have your own show? That's right. I put my foot down finally. Uh, you know, well, Paulie <laughs> said he was going to slap me around if I didn't uh, – uh, expand my presence, and you know, I, I always do what Polly tells me to do. So, uh, yeah, we're we're resurrecting the old show. Uh, at one point, it was Shay's Lounge. Was I had a show? <laughs> another one was Shay's Stadium. Uh, so I'm not sure what we're calling it this year, but uh, but it'll be something exciting. And no, we're going to have a good time. Let's uh, we're going to be in that three to four slot talking, you know, SU hoops and, and other sports. And, and Steve, as you know, this time of the year, you know, there's hardly anything to talk about. Uh, you know, but we'll. Uh, but we'll we'll try and figure something out. You know, you got uh, football playoffs, basketball going. Uh, I think hockey's going. Olympics coming up. COVID mixing everything up. Everybody changing schedule every day. Yeah, I, I'm sure we can think of something. Yeah, plenty uh, to talk about, and and we look forward to that show uh, starting next week from three to four o'clock. All right, let's talk basketball, Danny. And you know, Jim Beheim was on the the weekly ACC teleconference yesterday, and he didn't hold anything back. Uh, he said his defense was horrendous. Um, abysmal, you know, used several other adjectives, and he said that, you know, the defense is 100% the reason for this 7-6 and six start. Um, he said he's tried just about everything that he knows to try and that he can think of to fix it. It hasn't been fixed yet. The player's got to be better. Um, when you watch this team uh, on the defensive end of the court, do you think there is a solution? Is, is there a, a fix, and is there hope for this team to get better on that end of the floor? You know, there's, there's a lot of competing factors. So the short answer is, sure, you can always get better. Defense is an effort part of the floor. Uh, also, you know, uh, they play the same defense all the time. So, uh, you know, we've seen this in the past where they've started slow and then kind of developed a rhythm. Uh, I, I wouldn't say they're a naturally great defensive team just out of the box. Uh, you, know, uh, you know, Jesse's giving them a good shot blocking in the middle, which they haven't had in a while. Uh, but they're still giving up kind of too much in the middle of the zone. And I think what's, what's been interesting is some of the possible adjustments uh, they've been slow to adjust to. Virginia, not a great three-point shooting team, for instance, yet they still give up you know, a bunch of stuff inside, right, instead of saying, look, make them beat us from outside. They're not a good three-point shooting team. So they didn't make that kind of adjustment. We've seen them go to kind of that 1-3-1 one, one, or the hybrid uh, 2-3 you know, to, to, to make an adjustment. I've always found that kind of jiggering around the defense sometimes causes more confusion than not. Uh, but you also have to factor in kind of the short bench question, right? Because a lot of the problems this team has had has been in the second half, where they played strong in the first half, guys play a lot of minutes, of course, and then, uh, you know, teams make adjustments. So two things happen, as we've talked in the past, about playing a short bench. One is, you know, you have the fatigue factor. Uh, you know, this team came off, obviously, a bunch of guys – having COVID, so you don't know if that played into it, but also the adjustment factor. When you're playing the same group of guys, you don't really have a lot of adjustments you can make. We've seen uh, you know, some of the other teams Syracuse has played make adjustments, go small or increase pressure or you know, change their, you know, their, their offensive sets. And that's something that has uh, you know, been a factor as well. But, but kind of getting back to the point at the beginning, you know, Coach's point, uh, you know, this, 
uh, you know, defense is effort. And, you know, when you're playing smart and you're in position, right, all of a sudden you become much more functionally quick than necessarily foot speed quick, right? Because now you're, you're one step away from a drive instead of three. You're one step away from a, you know, from a closeout instead of running, you know, running cross court to close out. So, uh, you know, some of these execution things can really solve themselves as teams, as this team gets more into kind of the flow of how they're going to you know, make their adjustments in the rotations. Danny, you brought up two things there about they gave up points in the middle and fatigue. Is it realistic, you know, the way this is going for the center to be getting out for those corner threes? Do you see that as a viable way to stop the corner threes with the center flying out? Because it opens up the middle and it takes you out of rebounding position. Well, what's interesting about, well, and both of those things, Polly, are absolutely true, you know, especially the rebounding position, uh, you know, is a big thing. So, uh, you know, there's, there's a closeout technique where you, you know, kind of close out in the defensive stance with a hand up, and then there's a closeout technique where you just go flying at a guy, you know, trying to get him off his spot. And, you know, right now we're flying at guys, which has allowed the driver just to show and go. We're talking about a little pump fake and drive, which now you're playing, uh, you know, of course, uh, shorthanded as your guy's now out of the play. So that's, you know, that's element number one. You know, as we talked earlier, a team like Virginia, not a great three-point team, make them beat you from outside. You know, they, they made their first three and then went cold, uh, you know, for much of the first half. So, uh, you know, that's the kind of thing where, you know, you have to, you know, in some ways pick your poison. And, uh, you know, giving a bad shooting three, a lot of threes, I think, is a better option than, you know, giving layups and dunks. How's that for, you know, for Danny, the 101? You know, Danny, you look at, at the starting five, and if you go player by player, I think, you know, Buddy's been about what we expected Buddy to be. Same thing for, um, you know, I think Jimmy, if we're being honest, at least for me, it has been better than I expected uh, all around. Uh, you know, Jesse continues to develop. Cole has been in, in the starting line, not dependent on one guy, and I'm certainly not doing that, but if you go mm – -hmm. Individual by individual, I think Cole has been the one that's maybe failed to live up to the expectations to this point. What are you seeing out of him? What does he need to do to to get it going? He's not shooting what you know the percentage we thought he would shoot from three point range, and and more often than not, he's he, it seems like he's been struggling this year. I see him being a little bit out of sync. Uh, you know, the, a new guy coming in, new system. He's playing with veteran guys, obviously, Joe, you know, the guards, Joe and, and Buddy have been there for years, so they understand the system, Jesse as well. Uh, you know, Jimmy coming in, uh, you know, certainly has a, a intimate familiarity. So Cole's kind of the guy who's trying to, seems most like trying to find his place. Uh, you know, rhythm threes, when to shoot, when to drive, when to make the weak side cut, those kind of just natural plays, you know, seem to be a little bit forced, meaning that, you know, he's trying to make things happen instead of having them flow naturally. So that's something that, you know, can develop over time. Uh, two things that are hindering him. One is uh, the team is not a good running team. You know, that's just not part of their offense. And I think he could really be good in transition. So he's not getting some of those kind of gimme baskets, uh, you know, getting out on the break or, or, you know, those transition threes, you know, good rhythm and range looks. So that's, uh, you know, that's item number one. And, I, and he just seems to be, like I said, pressing a little bit to try and make things happen. You know, um, one of the things that has been brought up on the show, Danny, is that this is the, the worst 13-game start for this team going back to, uh, well, 50 years. Uh, you know, going back to 1969, 1970, they finished 500 that year. The year before was the program's last losing record. As you know, Jim Beheim's never had a losing record. Um, 
is that in jeopardy or do you think you know with the conference being down that they'll still find a way to get enough wins to be above 500 but are you are you concerned at all that this team might finish below 500 well, well we'll just wait and see how that plays out uh, you know clearly they're playing a more difficult schedule this year than they did you know 20 years ago in the old days where they used to start with 15 cream puffs to you know to go 16 and 1 entering the you know the uh, you know, the conference or whatever it was, 12 and one, you know, so, so, so I give them credit for that. Uh, you know, the game, uh, uh, the Virginia game is a tough one because as you mentioned, the ACC is going to be a scramble. Every win is going to be critical. They got a great one down at Florida state. This one would have been a big win against a quality team and uh, uh, certainly a winnable game. You know, I, if you look at a couple things that bit them, you know, miss free throws, uh, you know, talk about just a couple of defensive mistakes. See, you know, the way I always learn the game is it's a game of percentages. You want to force them into lower percentage plays. You want to get offensive on your end, higher percentage plays. So you want to make the extra pass, get high percentage shots to the free throw line. Conversely, keep them off the line, which we did. Keep them, you know, from shooting high percentage, which we did for a half, but not for a game. But you, know, you talk about, you know, a couple free throws and a couple of defensive, uh, change your play changes that's a 10 point swing right that's that turns a five point loss into a you know into a comfortable win so you know the team is right there uh it's really a matter like i said of of uh you know figuring out what's happening in the second halves like i said is it a fatigue thing is it a uh you know not being able to, to make adjustments thing uh so i'm not you know concerned at this point i think the team has a lot of potential it's just a matter if they can find that groove and you know, play through to the finish line. You know, and that's uh, you know, that's something that's going to really determine how this season ends up. Because as we mentioned, the ACC is going to be a scramble. There's going to be a lot of games out there, you know, close games that go either way that can get you, uh, you know, two games over or two games under uh, based on uh, you know how those those couple of games turn out. And, and with that being said, Danny, and, I, and I'm with you. I think it, you know it seems like it's Duke and everybody else, and there's all these teams kind of bunched up in the middle of the pack. Um, they're kind of fighting it out. You know, the ACC, you know, uh, there's a lot of basketball left to be played, but maybe the ACC gets five teams in this year to the NCAA tournament, something like that. Do you, do you think it's realistic that Syracuse can finish in the top five, given how everybody's bunched up and it seems like there's a lot of parity in this conference? Well, the problem is there's so many wild cards this year, right? I mean, teams in and out of COVID, to schedule changes. Uh, you know, basket here or there. And when it's close like that, like I said, it really comes down to being able to win close games. Like they got Miami coming up. I saw them there play Wake Forest the other night. Really well-disciplined team. They move the ball. Uh, you know, they play hard, play well as a team. So that's going to be a, a really good test for the Syracuse team to see how well they can execute. And, uh, uh, you know, it's, that's going to be, you know, one of the tougher games, again, because, you know, Miami is a, as we said, a well-coached team that really executes. And so it's going to put Syracuse to the test on how well they can execute in that, in that game. So, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing that game. I think that'll be a good measure of where this team is now. And, and we'll see how, uh, you know, what little changes they can make. Uh, look, this, this is a 10 point swing, making it a couple of plays different, right? This isn't a team that doesn't have ability. Uh, you know, we talked earlier how I think Joe Girard is a real key to this team, especially on the offensive end. Because uh, obviously, being a small guard, he you know he can give up some things on the defensive end. But such an explosive score, you know, he needs to really stay active. Uh, if nothing else, to take you know, the double team off Buddy, make him pay for, uh, you know, for for rotating against him. We see teams. That's another adjustment, right? Teams start to adjust against Buddy when he gets hot, and now somebody else has to step up. Who's that going to be? You mentioned Cole struggles. You know, I think Joe's going to be a prime guy. 
Uh, and I, you know, we'll see moving forward. But I think this team goes as far as Joe Girard uh, really takes them. You know, Buddy, you know what you get. Jimmy, as you mentioned, is playing, I think, real well, giving them a low post presence they haven't had. Jesse's stepping up. So I think Joe's going to be a real key. You know, he can't just you know, be that distributor. He has to be an offensive threat. Yeah, I'm with you. And and has not played well in the last couple of games. We'll have to see if he can get going tomorrow night at Miami. Um, all right, Danny, we mentioned you've got uh, your new show starting up on Monday uh, from 3 to 4 o'clock. So this is our, our last uh, time together for the foreseeable future. Any parting shots, any story that you've been holding out on us? You're like, I'll get to that in a future appearance. And any any final words from you as we uh, as we let you go today? Well, I hope your ratings don't tank. I mean, that's that's number one. Uh, you know, you guys do a great job. And uh, you know, it's funny. I was I was uh, you know watching the game the other night, thinking back to you know to the old days, opening up the dome and seeing kind of how far things have come, and then kind of how uh, you know some things are the same. You know, I, like when I watch Jesse play inside, I you know I get so excited for you know the effort he's giving. Uh, you know, looking forward to seeing that potential develop and. Uh, you know, getting Jimmy in the low post, I think, is, uh, you know, to give him a presence there uh, has been fun to watch. You know, you look back at our days when it was, the, you know, uh, me and Roosevelt for a couple of years playing high-low and, uh, you know, kind of that, you know, that balanced offense. And, uh, you know, now watching him play now and, you know, sitting in that 2-3, it's been interesting to see kind of the, the progression over the years. And so it's, uh, uh, you know, to have a program with, you know, with Coach Beheim here is, uh, uh, you know, when I was here in year two and now he's at, you're what, uh, 20? I think it is. 46. 46. Yeah. I know. I'm trying, yeah, not I know. To, I'm trying not to sound that old. Trying not to age Thanks him. Thanks for oh, yeah. blowing my cover. Exactly. Well, and, it's uh, it, it's uh, easy for know, me because he, he... – Yeah, go ahead. No, I'm saying it's just, I mean, amazing after all this time to have that level of continuity in the program. And it's, uh, uh, you know, being on Facebook, seeing a bunch of the old guys chiming in, watching the game, grinding their teeth, you know, you know uh, living and dying with, with the orange, uh, you know, it's, it's just an amazing thing to be a part of. I was going to say that it's, it's easy for me. It's one of those questions when anybody says, how long has Jim Bayon been coaching? He took over the year I was born. So he's in his 46th year of coaching. I'm in my 46th year of life. So I, it, it just, it's, it's very easy just right, right off the top of the head. So right. in any event, Danny, uh, we look exactly. forward to the show next week. I got to hit Thanks one so thing. much for coming on. Go ahead, Here it is. Uh, this is why I get paid the big bucks. All right, so you're you're gonna be on the air from three to four yeah. next week, and uh, you're gonna be doing the show with Brian Higgins, Higgy as we like to call him. Everybody loves him. Frequent guest also on this show. Here's the name. Get ready. Shays right. and Higgins. Shays and Higgins. Wow. There, yeah. Very. Right. I came up with that myself. <laughs> I love Danny's face. Wow, is that a law firm? Are we doing a? Uh... There you go. I can I can tell that he loves it, Paulie. He loves yes, the name. There you go. It's a working title, well, Danny. Let's, if you let's, come up let's with something put it better. as a placeholder for right now. And yeah, we'll, and we'll, please, we'll come up with something, uh... please don't put your foot down again. I'm a small person. You'll crush me. So. Hey, <laughs> right, Paulie. You know, you know, I love you, and we have you know we have a ton of fun together, and. Uh... Uh, looking forward to doing it, doing some more of it. Great. All right, Danny. Thanks for coming on. Be well. We look forward to next week. There he is. Uh, Danny Shays brought to you by uh, Ferron and Son Funeral Home. And with that, we'll take our final time out here in hour number one.